eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You better avoid the supper clubs. And you better figure out a way to not eat all the cheese curds at every place. Because every place has got the best. This is the best cheese curds in the state. This is the best cheese curds in the state. So you feel obligated to try it, right? So you might as well just say, hey, the first hour and a half of my day is going to be some version of cardio so that I can at least enjoy the, the rest of the day. Hey now, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, episode number 275. Tell you what, that is a big number, a number that I am proud as hell of. 275, and to commemorate that, I have got a big-time guest for a big-time number because for episode 275, we are headed to Madtown to chop it up with Wisconsin head football coach Luke Fickle. Luke is gearing up right now for his first season in Madison after an incredibly successful run at Cincinnati. A run so successful, it included a trip to the college football playoff and a 2021 National Coach of the Year award. So that's not bad. And the best part is this guy's not done. Not even close. In fact, the best for Luke Fickle is still ahead. So let's jump right into the conversation with the man in charge of Camp Randall. It's episode 275 with Wisconsin head football coach Luke Fickle and it's coming at you right now. Luke, really appreciate the opportunity to chop it up with you once again. Thank you so much for making time. Bring me up to date, coach. How's your summer going? It's uh, it's about over, but um, it's going good. I actually just got back. I was uh, my wife makes me go away for like two days right before we get going. So I was down in Florida for two days and headed uh, headed out to uh, Big Ten Media Day. I would love to know. She makes you go away. I know you don't want to leave. So when she makes you go away, how do you spend those two days? Well, I try to relax, but um, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But uh, she she figured uh, about two years ago, she said, if I don't get you away, you never, I never get any time with you. So our, our vacations with the family are not really vacations. They're adventures. Um, so we don't get to spend a whole lot of time together with all the kids and the family, so it's a it's a good two days away, but I am itching to uh, get back and get rolling. I see it working. I get it. So you and I spoke when you were hired in December, but for those who did not hear that conversation, I just want to reset this. And yes, I am biased. We have a son who just graduated from the school. We have a home in the Northwoods in Eagle River, so I know the place a little, but you know the, quite a bit about the place going back to your playing days at Ohio State. For those who do not know, what makes the community of Madison and the institution itself so unique, so special? 
Well, there's a lot more that I've learned in the eight months. I mean, I knew it was always a really good school. and I knew they were passionate about football, you know, obviously from playing here. But as I get here, I didn't realize how high end how the school is phenomenal and how difficult and tough, which is a great thing. But also, I only saw the passion on game day, you know, from being a, a, a guy who came in here to play. Now I get to see the passion throughout the entire year, at least the eight months. And all things Wisconsin, especially football and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it is what the state talks about and, and is. And, uh, man, I, you can feel it. I, and it's, I know we're only about a month or so away from, from uh, kicking off here. But, you know, for, for eight months, I've felt the passion um, throughout the entire state. Look, it's so interesting because I really did not know about it. Like I know, all I knew when I sent my son Jake to visit was that everybody who had ever gone to that school loved that school. Like the first, the next person I meet that did not love the experience will be the first. But I think you make a great point, and you just said it. Like you grew up in Columbus, you know that conference, and you just said in my eight months I didn't even know there's so much more to it than game day. Like I got a sense when I started to get a feel for what I call the Badger Mafia. Like it really is is a way of life isn't it it really is and i mean i love how proud everybody is and, and i mean that from meeting the former players to just alumnus but i once you're here you start to get a sense of it i mean i obviously it's beautiful i mean the campus itself with the lakes and the union on the water um it's like nothing that i knew uh, that's for sure but i think i think all in all just the campus life, I think that the, the students, you know, is a place where they all live, they all hang out. I mean, that's something I don't think you get in college today, and especially in most places. You know, I love that you, like, you've made that distinction that there's football, obviously. Obviously, you're a football guy. There's football. There's a lot of work to be done, but there's so much more to it than just that. I'm curious, like, what's it been like since you arrived and you hit the ground running? What's it been like to attack this challenge and instill your culture and establish your standard? What's that been like? Well, it's been trying. I mean, I think that, you know, I was really conscious of trying to evaluate the amazing things that have been done here and trying to embrace those things while making your changes and growing the things that you want to grow and emphasizing the things that you want to emphasize. Um, but it's just been, I mean, one thing after another, I mean, the, the unique thing is, is the kids are so high end that they can adapt and adjust to whatever it is, as long as you're consistent. And I think that for me, what was really key coming in the door that first month, I wasn't, kind of taken over it was hey let's evaluate let's see what this what they've done and how they've done it through all bull practice and then the the adjustments really came as we hit in january and from from month to month as we added new things and tried to you know kind of instill some different things these guys just continued to adapt embrace adjust and continue to move forward and i can't tell you how excited i've been about just how these guys have handled these things and and really just embraced everything whether it's you know, something they haven't done or something that's slightly different. Um, just everything from the offense to the to the weight room to just how we go about our everyday life. It sounds like you're as rejuvenated by the challenge as they are, right? Is that fair to say? I think that's a big deal. I mean, I, I, I always said that I never want to get stale. And, you know, I was at one place for an awful long time. And, and I was always conscious of that. And I was at Cincinnati for only six years. But it's it's amazing when you throw yourself into a new environment and you challenge yourself, you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, how much it just kind of, for me, it's just motivating. It's, it's exhilarating. every day, you know, in the first year is something new. So um, I hope it doesn't change. I think for me, it was, I'm not saying I had to have it, 
but it's been something that I think has been really, really good for me and for my, you know, even for my growth. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think about this. I have a whole podcast on reinvention. So I love that whole notion. I love hearing that from you. You know, when you talk about change, like offensively, as an example, I love the move to bring in Phil Longo as your offensive coordinator. Longo, of course, is an air raid disciple. So in terms of doing that, are you looking to maybe modernize the offense or maybe not to be too extreme? Are you looking to blow that thing up to get all blow it up altogether? Oh, I, I think it's a, it's it's an evolution. I think that's the beautiful thing about Phil is he's labeled as an air raid guy, and, and that's where his roots are. But he has evolved um, even in the last five six years that I've known him. You know, from going to those clinics with those guys and listening to him and and being around him. You know, in the summers for five years, his evolution is what has always kind of attracted me to what it is that he, you know, that he he believes in. You know, because when I first started going, I thought that we were on two different ends of the spectrum and. As the years went along, I've just realized how much similar and and beliefs that we have and seen a little bit more of his evolution of understanding, you know, it's 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 about the guys that you have and what you can do to be successful. And you have to be able to adapt and adjust. So, I mean, look, for instance, you're exactly right. So it's the players and what you have, and you have to adapt and you have to adjust. Do you at all concern yourself with the way things have been done and the way the fan base knows the way things have been done, right? They've been done a certain way, but there is evolution. You have to change with the game. Does it factor in at all to what the fans are used to? Or are you saying, (laughs) hey, look, if everything was right, they wouldn't have made the move, and this is the way we're going to do things now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you we all want to win, and we all know that there's going to be adversity. And I think at the first sign of those adversities, you know, there's going to be some things that are obviously easy to point at and to say, "Well, this is different. This is different. Why do they do this?" And and I understand that, and we cannot allow that, no matter what the situation is, to affect us in the way that we want to go about and what it is that we believe. If if by some chance in a couple of years, it's kind of what I say about nil. Look, we've got a plan. This is what our plan is. We're moving forward with it. If in a year, two years, we got to go back and we have to adjust and adapt even more, well, then we will. But we're not going to do that in the midst of, you know, a season or a first year or a second year. I mean, you got to give things an opportunity to evolve. You got to understand there's going to be some noise. Um, You can silence the noise, obviously, by winning. But the reality is, you know, there's going to be some things over time that you got to be able to do uh, to win a lot of people over. Hey, clones, what do we want when we're craving protein and we need more energy? I'll tell you what we don't want. Bars, sugary snacks, energy drinks. Nah, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. No, Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and tasty. It's never tough. So why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. In other words, they take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein and comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef?
they're obviously the fan base is extraordinarily hyped. They're hyped on you. They're hyped about the new vision. They're hyped about quarterback transfer Tanner Mordecai. And I understand that, right? There is a lot, a lot to like about him. What does he bring to your offense specifically? And then what do you make of the way he's carried himself since he first stepped foot on into the facility? I try to lay a little low with, with Tanner. I, I'm not, we're getting ready to go to media day, and I'll remind them, that, look, guys, speak for yourself. You know, you can speak about your teammates, but don't speak for your teammates. So in some ways, I know I'm the coach. I, I love what Tanner has done since he walked in the door. I know he hasn't taken a snap for the Wisconsin Badgers yet. I know that this is still is a little bit of a new offense to him, even though he's been in some different styles of offense. But I can tell you this, as a leader, as a guy that, you know, walked in and was in a similar situation as me, you know, being, hey, you're an outsider, you've done this before, you know, how are you going to handle walking in here, you know, having under your belt what you have? And he has done nothing but impress me every single day. And I think he's done the same thing to our players and to the rest of the coaches. And I just mean that from, obviously, he's been, he's a mature guy. He's, he's a graduate. He's been in college for a while. He's went through this. But to walk in here and recognize some of the things that are different and special about this place and do the same thing, embrace it, embrace the guys, you know, if you ask who he hangs out with, I mean, he's hanging out with the offensive lineman. He's hanging out with the – I mean, like, he's doing everything the right way. and He hasn't even taken a snap um, to show everybody what all the things he can do on top of just being a leader. I think that's fair. I understand exactly where you're going with that. You know, until the live action actually happens and we see what he can do in that situation, I think that's fair, what you're saying. But you're right. Like, <laughs> like again, I'm preaching to the choir, and I'm I'm a part of this, but it's true. You cannot walk into that space and not sense that it's a special place. And I say that as a media member. Now, if I'm talking to you at some point, we're going to talk defense. What is the outlook on the side of the ball with Mike Tressel serving as your D coordinator? How does that feel, and how does that look well he's had a tough job too because he's had to kind of figure out what it is that they've done and been so successful with here to add to what it is that we've done to be successful whether he was at Michigan State or when we were at Cincinnati and I think the same thing he, he's looked at it he's embraced it. what do we have and how can we be successful because ultimately we all are smart I mean we all got these great schemes and things like that but the reality is if they can't you know obviously execute them or you can't get your best 11 players on defense, you know, at the same time, because of what it is that you want to do, it, it doesn't really work. So it's been a challenge to him as well to recognize some of these outside linebackers that, that they've had and been so successful with here. And how do we kind of improvise? How do we kind of adjust and, and add those into the, some of the things that we've done as a defense. So um, I think on the same thing on, on their side, on his, him in particular is, it's been exhilarating to him to have to figure this out, this little bit of a puzzle to say, I know we got an opportunity to be really good. I know what it is that we did at Cincinnati was really good, but how do we do it here for what fits with these guys? Hmm. So Mike obviously is the nephew of Jim Tressel, who won 106 games in 10 years at Ohio State as head coach. He won that natty in 02 when you were an assistant coach. How great of an influence did Jim have on you? And then how did he help to shape the head coach that you've become? incredible i mean i spent 10 years with him and i think in 10 years i got 20 years of experiences and um i mean every there's not a, probably a day that can go by that i don't think about something or remember something that he did in the way that which he handled it uh and it's not has as half to do with football probably less than half to do with football it's just management people skills 
dealing with the the ups and the downs. Um, you know, if there's one person, one or two people that I stay in contact with, he probably needs to change his number because I'm sure there's there's enough of us that wear him out. But um, he is definitely one on the on the on a daily basis that uh, his 10 years of, of experiences that I had um, come up daily for me and, and really have helped me shape me into not just the coach I am today, but more so even the head coach and, and, and husband and father. I mean, he was an amazing influence for t- 10 years that uh, I wouldn't change for anything. That, that really is incredible praise. You know, having said that, like you ultimately took over that program after he resigned because of, of all things, a tattoo scandal. Like how challenging a time was that for you as a young coach? What do you remember about that period? Oh, my. Wow. That 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 made me not think about being a head coach for five years. Mm. And it just wasn't fun. It was it, I'm not, don't get me wrong. It was a challenge and, and I would not change it. I got an incredible amount of experiences in eight to nine months. I mean, I'm talking, I made more mistakes um, in, in that nine months than I hope I've made in the, in the six or seven years that I've been a head coach since then. But the things that I had to figure out about myself, about how I was going to lead the things I was going to have to do every single day, it was unbelievable experiences, but it, it, it did. It changed me a little bit because when that ended, I didn't have a passion to be a head coach. I said, I, you know what? The things I loved about coaching were taken away in that eight, nine months. I didn't spend any time with the players. I didn't build any relationships. I mean, it was just turmoil after turmoil after turmoil, NCA after NCA. It just it was things that I said, okay, you know what? I want to go back to being the defensive coordinator. I want to go back to coaching linebackers. I want to go back to the everyday grind of being with those guys. And and it really did. And it after about four more years, five more years, I felt that passion change. But it was an incredible experience. It changed me. It made me recognize a lot of things about myself, but I surely wouldn't be where I am today without that time. Wow, I've never heard you say that. That is so interesting. That is really, really interesting. So the Big Ten, before I let you go on, I so appreciate you spending a long-term or doing a long-form conversation like this, Luke. The Big Ten media picked the Badgers as the slight favorite to win the West Division. I'm guessing while that means next to nothing to you, what are your (laughs) personal expectations and specific goals for year one? First thing is we want to play our best ball at the end of the year. And I, I think that more than anything, the process is so critical. And and I say that because I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be a lot of news. We've talked about it, right? I mean, there's going to be some things that people are going to question, whether the way you're playing offense or the way you're playing defense. And in order to play your best ball at the end of the year, you got to be consistent. you got to grow throughout the year. You have to have the ability to be able to handle those situations and grow and fall forward. And ultimately, if you're playing your best ball at the end of the year, we're going to have a chance to play for a championship. And I mean that. And and that doesn't mean that the beginning of the year is not important because I can tell you this right now. I mean, we've, we've got to, you know, get ourselves off on a on a good foot just because, you know, a lot of the new and don't get me wrong, it's easier to 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 have everybody can truly buy in and believe when they can see it too. Um, but I think for me is, is that ability to really kind of stick together. I mean, there, there's going to be a situation this year where I'm sure Braylon is going to wish that he had the ball 12 more times in a game. And But ultimately, if we come out with a victory, ultimately, if we're winning, ultimately, if we're moving forward, can we all believe in the things that we're doing, the process, and, and ultimately be there at the, at the end of the year? U.S. Cellular has some great news, especially for you, 
person listening to this podcast. Right now, you can get one line with unlimited data for just $29.99. So, unlike other cell networks, you won't have to pay for lines you don't need just to get a good price. Get one line for $29.99 with unlimited data today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms do apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. All right, so a couple of really quick things. Luke, you mentioned NIL. Lane Kiffin got going at SEC Media Days saying that the current state of college football is, quote, a disaster. He said things like NIL deals and the transfer portal. He made it seem like a professional sport with free agency and no salary cap, and that creates lots of issues for the coaches. Look, we know Lane is going to Lane, but does he have a point? Like, And what changes would you like to see made as it relates to NIL and the new wild, wild west aspect of the sport? He definitely has a point. I mean, look, I'm one of those guys that's like, look, I don't know that right now in, in the state where I'm at that I need to spend a whole lot of time trying to put parameters into the NIL world. Like, I need to figure out what the rules are, and then I need to figure out how I can best fit my program and in, in, in what we're doing here. Otherwise you're spending a lot of time. So, but what he is saying is, is true. All I would love to have as a coach is give us some guardrails, show us where the path is to the things that we can do to take care of our kids. And then let's all be able to say, hopefully we're within those paths. I mean, it's some at the strong end of the high end of the path, some at the lower end of the path, but figure out who you are, but we've got to have some parameters because right now I think the most difficult thing is none of us coaches share any of our ideas about NIL together. We're all on our own islands because I don't know if we anybody has a true like dead set plan like this is it and this is the way to do it. So we're all kind of secretly doing our own things. So we're all making our own mistakes without being able to, you know, kind of work together at, at trying to figure out how this uh, how this thing should move forward. Man, so I can appreciate that response. So last thing, I am returning. This is pretty presumptuous on my part, but I'll take my shot. I am returning to the (laughs) Northwoods this Saturday for two weeks. Luke, what are we drinking? Spotted cows, or do we fall in line with everybody else and go with the old-fashioned? Well, what kind of old-fashioned is the thing I had to learn here, right? Is that a bourbon old-fashioned or a brandy old Yeah, I don't get that. What is the answer to that? Definitely new to me. Definitely new to me. The spotted cow is good. And then I actually told somebody on air afterwards, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to send you some spotted cow. Then as I got off the air, they're like, uh, by the way, you can't send that right. out of the state. I'm right. Like, you can't. Hey, okay. all right. So there's things that I'm learning from uh, in, in eight months. But uh, I think I stick in those two realms right there. I do stick with the spotted cow a little bit of a. Uh, Old-fashioned. I, I don't. I'm ways. with you. I don't know how to answer that old-fashioned part <laughs> of the equation, so I just stick with the cow. So really, really, I mean this. Really, last thought. I need your take on this. I go there for two weeks at a time. I know I'm going to pack on weight and not good weight either. So I've always got a plan. I try to go intermittent fast. I try to hit my cardio really hard. But you know what they say? Everybody has a plan until they get hit with a Friday night fish fry or the cheese curds or that platter of prime rib nachos that my wife was served the other night at a bar. Luke, how can I or anybody else hit Wisconsin for two weeks and not gain 10 pounds? How do I approach this? You better avoid the supper clubs. And you better figure out a way to not eat all the cheese curds at every place. Because every place has got the best. This is the best cheese curds in the state. This is the best cheese curds in the state. So you feel obligated to try it, right? So you might as well just say, hey, the first hour and a half of my day is going to be some version of cardio so that I can at least enjoy the, the rest of the day. 
That's what I did. Exactly. And I came back and I still gained 10 pounds last time. But you're right. That's what I did every single morning. First thing, knock out the cardio, get it done and earn the rest of the day. Luke, really, really appreciate the long form conversation. I know how locked in you are. That was a great conversation. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for doing that. Thanks, Jim. And uh, if you are back in town and we're in camp, you're more than welcome. Come on down. Luke Fickle, if you need him. I mean, seriously, how fired up does that dude sound to be in Madtown right now? I can also confirm that the Badger Mafia is just as fired up to have him. I love his energy. I love the way he rolled in here, and I think he's going to kill it. No, I know he's going to kill it at Wisconsin. So my thanks to Luke for showing up in the middle of a crazy busy time and stretching out like that for the original side hustle. That kind of chat is exactly what this podcast is all about. And if you're looking for more of that, we've got plenty more just like it. In fact, over 270 episodes ready and just waiting for you to spin. They all hold up. And if you want to be the first to know every single time a future episode drops, just hit subscribe and you will be the first to know. So take a second, subscribe if you will, and I will catch you next time for episode 276. See you then. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.